All right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on into the Cinema Lords podcast, our first short. Uh, for those of you guys that are watching on YouTube, you will see right away that I am in here tonight by myself with no co-hosts. I don't even have anybody on the ones and twos. I am in here entirely by myself tonight. And that is because I want to address a couple of things that happened recently. I want to talk about the show going forward. And then I'm also going to be reviewing uh, the Marvels at the end of this. I just got out of the Marvels uh, showing. I went and saw it in IMAX. Uh, we're going to be saving that for the end of the show. There's a couple of things that I want to get into before that, and I thought that this was a good opportunity to do so. First and foremost, right off the top, I want to say thank you to Kirk Minahan, the Kirk Minahan Show, the KMS Network, to Menors especially, um, they allowed me to put the podcast up onto the KMS network and reach a set of eyeballs that I normally would never have been able to reach. They did that with absolutely no benefit to them at all. They did it out of the goodness of their hearts, and I really appreciate it uh, because while this is just a passion project, I would love to see the show grow, and they kind of gave us the opportunity to do so by allowing me to put the podcast up on their network. So I am very, very appreciative of that, so thank you. From there, I would like to transition to the first show that I was able to put up on the network, which was our Harry Potter draft. And it pains me to say that that was the first show that was put up on the network because that show really bothers me. Uh, we're a week out now. It's been uh, eight days. And that show has really, really, really bothered me because the draft itself went very well. I had a good time. I think Seth and Shan had a good time as well. The draft itself went very, very well. But for those of you that checked out the show, you'll know we had a whole bunch of technical issues. Um, first and foremost was the fact that we had a floating white box over either my head or Shan's head or Seth's head for the entire show, which is wildly annoying. Every 30 minutes, we had the blackouts with the cameras. And then on top of that, we had the audio issues. I didn't realize that my mic levels had frozen instantaneously. I was only being picked up by Seth and Chan's microphones, or the audio levels were shit. And I don't want to make excuses. I don't want to pass blame. I don't want to do any of that. I, I could say that, you know, there's new camera, this, that, and the other thing. It's no need. At the end of the day, this is my show. This is my podcast. I should have put in the extra work to make sure that the camera was the way we needed it to be. I had it a couple days ahead of time. I should have done that, and I didn't do that. So that's on me. I usually keep an eye on the mic levels while we do the show. So for me to miss that, that's on me as well. I don't want to pass blame because at the end of the day, everybody that comes in and helps this show is doing it out of the goodness of their heart and just because I asked them to do so. So I don't want to, again, I don't want to pass blame, make any excuses. It's all on me. But that show has been eating me up. It's been eating me up for a couple days. It's put me in a really bad mood. Because this show is better than that. Uh, those draft episodes especially, we put a lot of work, we put a lot of care, we put a lot of effort into those shows. And to have one of them come out the way it did really, really pissed me off. I, I, I hate that it came out as bad as it did. But I can promise you going forward that's not going to happen again. I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that everything runs smoothly going forward. Um, but... It, it bothered me. I promise you, you know, it, it bothered me more than I'm sure that it bothered anybody else. Because, like I said, it, I know we're capable of better. 
And I hate that that was the first show that was on the network. And that's the first taste that those KMS fans got of me was that because it sucks. I'd argue that that was the worst show that we've actually put up because there was so many technical difficulties. There was one episode early on that we had a camera issue, but everything else ran smooth. I mean, that was to do this a year in. It sucks. There's really no other way to put it. It really, really sucks. Uh, so I apologize for anybody that checked it out anyway. I appreciate you guys. If you made it all the way through it, I appreciate you extra because I know it probably was a tough listen or a tough view or whatever it was. Uh, so I appreciate you guys checking it out. I, again, I appreciate the KMS Network for putting it up. Going forward, we will be better. It's a promise because, like I said, it's, it's been bothering me. It's been eating me up. So going forward, it won't happen again. That's all I got to say about the Harry Potter draft. From there, let's get into one of the two major topics. Like I said, we're going to review the Marvels at the end, but I want to talk about the show going forward, and I felt like it was a good thing to do by myself. For the first year of this show, we have done pretty much the same agenda. We have been doing, we've been coming in here, we pop in, and we have a whole shit ton of topics to go through. Reviews, recaps, rumors, all of it. And it leads to these 90-minute, two-hour, two-and-a-half, sometimes even three-hour-long shows. And I know it's a tedious listen for you guys as an audience, and I know it's tedious for us to do the show. As I told you guys way back in episode one, and I've mentioned a couple times throughout since then, this show is a passion project. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. That is the reason why I'm here is to be able to come into a room with a couple of people that I don't talk to necessarily all the time, but friends of mine, and talk about passions and things that we love. It's supposed to be a good time. At no point should I ever feel like this is becoming work or that this should be stressing me out or causing me anxiety. And for the last couple of months, it's exactly what it's been doing. I feel like it's almost a chore to come in here. And that's because, you know, of a lot of things. Uh, obviously, the strike has been tough. Uh, the strike has given us a lack of content. The writer's strike, the actor strikes, we've had less to talk about, which has led to less episodes. Um, on top of that, on top of that, we have the fact that I started this show with the concept of I wanted to mix in characters. I didn't want me to be in here with the same people every single week because then things grow repetitive and monotonous and almost boring and tedious. And, and I wanted to, you know, continue to rotate people in like we have been doing because I feel like that keeps it fresh and different every single week. Unfortunately, um, Kalos, who you guys have come to know at this point, he's been very busy. He hasn't been watching things the way that he once was, so he's kind of unable to come in and do the show because he's just not up to date on anything. Uh, Ledoux, while I love and I think everybody loves him, he's a great part of this show when he's on, is not a huge consumer. He's not a guy that's at the movies all the time. He's not a guy that's watching all of these shows and you know this, that, and the other thing. He's not keeping up with all the things that we're talking about. There are certain circumstances where Ledoux is great on the show. When he comes to the movies with us for a big thing, whether it's Dune or something else, when we're watching a show like Rings of Power or House of the Dragon, and we can mix that in with a couple of the Duke classics, he's great. He's absolutely awesome on the show. I love having him here. You're going to see him again going forward. But he's not a guy that we can work in very regularly into the podcast, which basically leaves us with just me, Seth, and Luke, which while I love them and they're awesome and I love doing shows with them, to do it Time and time and time again is kind of what I was saying. It, it 
grows stale. It, it's the same thing on repeat over and over and over again, even though it's different topics. And I think it loses that flair. And most importantly, when we're doing these shows that, you know, two hours long and we're covering all these topics, it's a lot of work. It truly, it really, really is. I have to, you know, gather all the topics. I have to make sure that I read up on all the topics. If it's stuff that we're reviewing and recapping, I have to make sure that I watched it enough that I can, you know, talk through it. I have to then take all the topics that we want for that certain week and kind of memorize sort of the order in which we want to go through so that we can seamlessly move from one topic to the other. I have to be able to know certain circumstances where I want to try to lay up my co-hosts for certain opportunities for them to talk, debate, ask questions. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And like I said, I think it becomes work for us because we're doing these long shows. I think it becomes work for you guys as an audience. So due to all of that, the show is going to be changing things up drastically uh, moving forward. I want to get back to having fun, and that's exactly what I'm going to try to do with these changes. I think it's going to be better for me. I think it's going to be better for my co-host. I think it's going to be better for you, the audience. So going forward, we're going to be doing a lot of what we're doing right here tonight. We'll be watching something in the theater. We'll be watching a new movie on streaming. We'll be watching a new show on streaming. We're going to pop in here, whether it's me by myself or me with one of the people you guys already know or somebody you haven't met yet. I'm trying to get my girl on. I think she'd be good for the podcast to pop in occasionally. I think she'd be good on it. But we'll come in. We'll have like one topic. Sometimes maybe we'll have like two topics. Like for tonight, hypothetically, I could do Loki, the second season of Loki, because that just ended, and the Marvels. We're going to stick to just the Marvels tonight, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. We're going to be sticking to one topic maybe two. So if we go to the movies and there's a new movie out, we'll come in, we'll pop in, we'll do 15, we'll do 20 minutes maybe, we'll talk about the movie, review it, talk about what we like, what we didn't like, we'll pop out. Same thing for series. If there's a new Netflix series, we'll consume it, we'll come in, talk about it for a little while, pop out. 15, 20, half an hour maximum uh, shorts. I think it's easier for you guys to consume. I think it's easier for me and us to do as a whole. Um, and I think, honestly, doing it that way, I think we'll be able to pop out episodes more consistently because it's very easy for me to watch something and then pop in here, turn the microphone and the camera on, and then bing, bang, boom, we're off and we're ready to go, and I can just rip it for 10, 15 minutes. So I think it's better for, like I said, I think it's better for everybody. I think it's easier for you guys. If you guys watch something, you want to talk about it, you want to hear my opinion on it before you go see it or after you go see it, whatever the fuck it is, I think it works better for everybody. So shorts, what we're doing tonight is what we're going to be doing for the most part going forward. The two-hour shows, the two-and-a-half-hour, the hour-and-a-half shows, those are going to be out the window. Unless we have certain circumstances. Hypothetically speaking, next summer we're supposed to be getting House of the Dragon. Let's say if House of the Dragon next summer is running alongside something else. Like we just ran alongside the Rings of Power for the first season. So let's say we have hypothetically the Rings of Power season two. Or another Marvel show like we did for season one. For season one we had House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, and She-Hulk all going off at one time. Let's say if we have something similar to that next summer for season two. You mix that in with the fact that you have the summer, you have summer blockbusters. During that time, the shows might 
extend. We'll be covering a bunch of shows. Then we might be doing the, you know, the hour and a half, two hour shows. Aside from that, though, for the most part, going forward, we're going to be doing, like I said, these shorts. 20 minutes, 25, one topic, two topics, in, out. That's what we're going to be doing. The second thing is we're going to be putting a higher priority on the drafts. Uh, the drafts seem to be going over very well. Pardon me. The drafts seem to be going over very well uh, with the audience. As far as view-wise, I mean, not that our shows, you know, ever do really good. Um, you know, I'm not in this to make money or anything like that. I become a fucking professional podcaster. I'm in this for fun. But, you know, it's nice to have views. The drafts do very well in comparison to our regular episodes view-wise. Uh, people seem to like them. I think they're more interactive. It's a big part of it. I think that the audience can almost take part of it while they're watching. They're more fun, I think, for me and my co-hosts as well. It's less... Um, you know, studying basically. When we're, when we're recapping these shows, you know, you got to watch them two times, three times. When we're doing these drafts, it's, a lot of times it's things that we've seen a bunch of times over. So we're going to be putting a higher priority on drafts. I think we're going to be trying, or at least I'm going to be trying to aim to do one maybe once every, say, four to six weeks. To this point, we've been doing them all seasonal, uh, which is good. We're going to keep kind of doing that. We've done Christmas. We did Halloween. I mentioned during the Harry Potter draft, it was a fall. You know, it felt folly. The one-year anniversary that we did in the summer, summertime movies. So we've stuck to seasonal. We're still going to do that sometimes. Like, say, for instance, we have um, we have Valentine's Day, for instance. We have Valentine's Day on the horizon that's coming in February. It's a ways off, but you get what I'm saying. And uh, we can do like a nice little rom-com. You know, a little rom-com fantasy draft of Valentine's Day. Keep that, you know, in the spirit of the season. Maybe once the summer comes, do something like, I don't know, like uh, best sports movies or something like that. You know, the weather's changing. People are outside doing more active stuff, something like that. And then we're also going to be mixing in, because I'm going to be doing them more often, some like genre-based and era-based stuff. So say, for, for instance, I've been looking at, say, 2000 to 2010 comedies, 1990s action films, stuff like that. Which I think is good for a bunch of reasons. It's interactive for the audience. It's stuff that the you know the people on the panel will have already seen, and I've been saying that I you know I was talking about how it's just me, Seth, and Luke. We can easily mix in more people doing drafts like that. So let's say we do let's take the nineteen nineties action uh, example. People, regardless of age, if they went to school with me or not. If you're an action fan, you're a fan of those movies, you know, the fucking Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jason Statham, you're into those movies. If you like the podcast and you want to come on, send me a text message, send me a DM, call me, message me on anything, leave a comment on YouTube. I'll put you, you know, I like got a nice little list. And when we get to that draft, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hit you up. And if you want to come and do the draft with us, that'd be great. We can mix in new personalities. The drafts will be fresh. They'll be different with new faces. Um, I think it's a great, a great, great way to keep everything new. I think it's a great way to keep the audience active. So if you have, if you know, if you like the podcast and you have, say, like you know, an area of 
I don't even know if you want to call it expertise, but something you're passionate about. You know, like I said, I feel like the 2000, the 2010 comedy is a big one. You have so much there. There's a lot that I'm going to be working in. I'm going to start planning out a lot more of these. But I think there's a lot of a lot of categories that some people might fit into. And people have talked to me a lot. Uh, multiple times I've been out, whatever it is, a party, a gathering, and people have been like, oh, you know, when are you going to get me on the pod? When can I get on the pod? This, that, and the other thing. This is your time. If you want to be on the podcast, this is it right now. Like I said, shoot me a DM, a text message. If there's something that you feel like you want to be a part of, let me know. We'll try to work it into the drafts because we'll be doing them a lot more often. Like I said, maybe every, I'm thinking like four to six weeks, something like that. You're mixing a whole bunch of shorts. The podcast will be coming more regularly again. And like I said, most importantly, I think it'll be more fun and easy listens for you guys. Uh, so I think that's. I think that's really all I got to say on that front. You know what I mean? Uh, thanks to the KMS Network. Apologies for the Harry Potter show. Shorts and drafts. That's what we got coming on the horizon for the show. Um, I think it's going to be best for everybody. I think that's the most important thing, like I said. I think it's best for the audience, myself, and the co-hosts. So I hope you guys are all down with it. As always, if you have something to chime in, chime in with because I'm always open to expertise. From there, let's get to the other topic this evening, and that is the Marvels. I'm going to go do a quick review. It should be, I'm going to keep it pretty much spoiler-free, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, I wouldn't be too too worried. I'm going to keep it spoiler-free. The Marvels. This was definitely the least excited I've ever been uh, going into a Marvels movie. Um... The only part I would say that I was looking forward to was Kamala Khan. The Miss Marvel show, while I didn't love it, I did like it. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it better than She-Hulk. I liked it better than Moon Knight. I liked it better than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought the Miss Marvel series was pretty good. I, I like Kamala Khan, the character, a lot. I, I'm very in. She reminds me of Peter Parker, the Spider-Man character, the early version of him in high school in every way. Especially the one that we saw in the MCU where he is very much looking and idolizing Tony Stark. This very much is the same thing to me where she is just idolizing, uh, you know, Carol Danvers. Um, so I was very excited to see her in this movie. We, uh, we know Monica Rambeau was going to kind of be the third character in this. We saw her in WandaVision. I liked how she got her powers in WandaVision. I liked her character. So I was... Not excited, but I was looking a little bit forward, you know, a little bit, whatever comes underneath excited to see what Monica Rambeau was going to add to the picture. Um, I don't know if I've expressed it too much on this. The character, the, the character of Captain Marvel as a whole doesn't necessarily do it for me, and Brie Larson doesn't do it for me. So when you combine those two things together, it's, it's really bad. I think Brie Larson is probably the worst actor or actress in the MCU Regular, unless I'm forgetting somebody, I'm trying to think of somebody else that bothers me as much. I do hate Gwyneth Paltrow as Peppa Potts, but she's all done. But I do hate her. That's another bad one. Obviously, Terrence Howard as Rhodey was a quick recast. That was a terrible one as well. I think we've actually mentioned that one too. Uh, but Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is terrible. The first Captain Marvel movie I was expecting to hate, I actually came out of it, and I, it was better than I expected. I thought people gave it way too much hate. I actually thought it was a totally middle-tier MCU movie. I, I thought it was totally fine, totally passable. It, it, it's not great. It's not something I'm going to go back and rewatch all the time, but there is definitely worse MCU movies than the first Captain Marvel movie. We get to part two. They kind of took Captain Marvel 2 away from her. 
They make it the Marvels. We got her, Kamala Khan, Monica Rambeau. First off, <laughs> the pre-purchase on these tickets were terrible. I, like, I think the lowest of all of the MCU movies. It came in with the shortest runtime. I did see that even The Flash, which obviously was very, very well dis- I mean, very well disliked, outsold the pre-purchase on the box office compared to the Marvels. So this movie was pretty much universally expected to be bad. And unfortunately, I can't come in here and say that it was better than expectations because it wasn't. I had my expectations pretty much at the floor. I was thinking going into it that there was no way I could come out of it and say anything, but that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And sure enough, it was exactly as bad as I thought it was. As a whole, the movie was bad. It just was. I I mean, everything about it, the actual plot line and the storytelling was a total mishmash. Nothing was flushed out. The pacing was terrible. The CGI at points was not good, and it was heavy CGI based, especially in the beginning. Brie Larson, I thought, was terrible. And honestly, even though I, like I said, I was kind of excited to see Monica Rambo in a full based movie after her, you know, appearance in WandaVision, I thought she was even worse than Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. I thought she was dreadful. Every line she read felt like it was straight out of a fucking cable movie I thought it was abysmal Brie Larson I thought was terrible which I expected her to be terrible there was a few times where she was just face acting and I'm just like this is ridiculous and they built her up in Endgame to be like this power like this cocky arrogant just force of a human who doesn't really kind of let emotions or even anything else get to her she has no wit no humor she's just dry And in this, they kind of try to turn it around and try to make her kind of part of the joke, and it doesn't play at all. The two of them I thought were terrible. I I truly thought they were terrible. However, the one really great thing that you can take away from this movie is Amon Vellani as Miss Marvel. This is a girl that was cosplaying as Miss Marvel based off of the comics, I think when she was like 10 or 11 years old. This girl went into the uh, you know, the auditions for Miss Marvel, and she blew everybody out of the water. And she is Kamala Khan. She is Miss Marvel. She is fantastic in this movie. She was fantastic in her show. They knew, based off of her Disney Plus show, that her family, the Khan family, was a resource that they could hit upon for not just comedic value, but for good storytelling. They did use the Khan family well in this movie. They were great. They were great. The whole the whole family was great. Kamala was awesome, and she had a couple of accent scenes. I thought her her fighting looked awesome. She was great. I am so excited to see what she is going to do going forward. Um, she's obviously going to be part of this whole Young Avengers storyline that we have going because they've been building that up now for a while between. Kate Bishop and Wanda's children and young Loki and America Chavez. And they've been building towards the storyline for a while. I think she's going to be a big part of it. I think she deserves to be a big part of it. I think she's awesome. I I really, really do. I I think I've mentioned previously that she reminds me a lot of Peter Parker, the young Spider-Man, very idolizing of Tony Stark. Only she's idolizing Carol. 
they have very similar comedic value in the fact that they're idolizing little fanboys, kind of like us or fangirls in this in this matter. I, I loved her. I thought she was great. To me, she is everything that Kamala Khan should be, and I thought she was unbelievable in this movie. I will say the comedic value is high, at least for me. I, I laughed a good. I mean, I always laughed during the the Marvel movies. A lot of people don't like all the comedic stuff that they throw in, but I'll, a few of the jokes hit for me. Um, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson character, I thought hit for me very well. I laughed a lot for him, but his character was strange. Again, I'm not trying to give any like spoilers away or anything like that. But his character was a little weird. He just wasn't the Nick Fury leather coat eye patch badass guy that we're used to he was almost just kind of there as almost like an office guy with comedic value which i thought was weird if you're gonna carry nick fury into this second stage of the mcu past the infinity saga into the multiverse saga you can't just bring him in as a comedic value you have to use him still as nick fury which based on this they are clearly not doing but he was funny. There was a couple times where he cracked me up. The cats were awesome. They had a good appearance in the first Captain Marvel movie. It was just one cat. But now this one, there's a whole bunch. They were hysterical. They were great. The comedic value was high. Kamala Khan was awesome. Those are the takeaways that I would say were good, which is very little. I don't, again, I'm trying to stay spoiler free. I'll try to do it the best way I can. I think that they knew that they didn't have the best movie on their hands. So rather than do a mid-credit scene and then an end-credit scene, which is Marvel's usual go-to plan, they took the mid-credit scene and just added it to the very, very end of the movie. It's featuring a character that we've seen before, and it was a good scene. I really, really liked it. I kind of liked the I liked the way they did it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. I liked the way that it intertwined with the MCU going forward. The mid-credit scene, I also, actually I didn't like, I loved. Because it was the first real pebble in a very big bucket for something that we know is coming as MCU fans. And again, I'm trying to keep it spoiler-free, but we, I mean, I I think I can safely say we all know that the X-Men are coming. It'd be, like I said, we got the first little pebble, the first little pebble in that bucket that the X-Men are on their way. So the two... Can't kill them with two credit scenes. But the mid-credit scene and the ending scene I I thought were very, very good. And they intrigued me a lot. Especially going forward. The next thing that we're going to see is Echo. Which I have expressed previously I was not looking forward to at all. But then we got that trailer and God fucking damn was that Echo trailer amazing. It really, truly was. It was unbelievable. Hopefully the show is as good as that trailer. It seems like that's going to be the first domino in a series of M-rated, mature-rated, R-rated MCU, uh, along with, you know, like the Daredevils, the Deadpool. We know Deadpool's going to be rated R. We heard that Blade, which is still coming with Mahershala Ali, is going to be rated R. So Echo is going to be kind of the first domino in that. We saw, even in the trailer, if you've watched it, there was a guy that got shot right in the neck in the trailer of a Marvel show. Like, oh, shit, like, fuck and then after that we don't get anything until deadpool which we found out recently was going to be delayed so we don't get deadpool till next summer so it's going to be like nine months until we get our next marvel movie in studios which is pretty crazy it's going to be a big one though obviously i i I mean deadpool is going to set the world on fire um 
But let's focus on the Marvels. Let's close things out. I wish the movie had been better. I was expecting it to be better than I, I had anticipated. And unfortunately, I was let down. It was bad. It really it really was bad. There's not much good things to say about it. I'm going to go 6.2. 6. I'm going to go 6.2. I'm gonna go six point two. This is uh this is bottom bottom tier MCU. Uh, if you're someone that likes going to the movie theater, then by all means go check it out. I watched it in IMAX. It was you know it's always a cool visual. CGI could have been better. If you're somebody that doesn't care about going to the theater, then definitely put this one on the streaming list when it comes to Disney Plus. It's it's not something you have to go rush to the door to go see. I can promise you that it was it was definitely wildly 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 underwhelming. And it's tough. Seems like Brie Larson's going to be a, a big catalyst going forward in this world, and and she's abysmal, at least in my opinion. Um, but I think that pretty much wraps it up. You know, like I, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I hope you didn't mind me just spewing into a microphone by myself for almost a half an hour. Uh, going forward, I'll probably be have you know somebody else in here with me. But I thought this show was important to kind of do on my own. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I hope you guys keep tuning in going forward. If you are a KMS fan, a Minna fan, and you're listening to the first show, the Harry Potter draft, and you're tuning back in tonight, truly appreciate you guys. Thank you to the KMS Network. Thank you to Menace for putting that first podcast up. Thank you to all the Cinema Lord fans that keep on listening. I appreciate all you guys. The show is going to be better. The show is going to be different, but we're going to keep on going. And um, just... Thank you very much. As always, share, subscribe, give us a like, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Happy, uh, happy watching, as always.